0: Boom,
1: Boom! live again. Odell Beckham got choked out on Sunday, but that is not why we were here, sir. We are here for other combat sports. This is Throwing Smoke, representing the blue corner from Married AF, part of Civilized Creatures Podcast Network, Entertainment Network, killing this shit. Uncle Randy himself, Mr. Randall Fowler.
0: Yes, sir. Not a lot, baby. We got a shit ton of stuff to cover. Shit ton
1: of stuff. Representing the red in the official clothing himself Joe B from any podcast as you can see in the freaking title right there come check this out throwing smoke baby a lot of fights happened since we were here last we're only uh, every other uh, week show for now maybe if we pick up steam some heavy hands then uh, maybe we'll we'll be able to dive in weekly but there was a lot of action a lot of action. <laughs> I don't even know. You oh, had Mexico City, you had Bellator, you had the Spence fight. Uh you had another UFC Copenhagen. Yep. Uh I do you said something before like you get the point of yep. like it's hard to find stars. Yep. And with these cards that especially these two cards where there were controversies in both cards is the UFC stretching themselves too thin?
0: Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's where I think it's going to hurt them is you're losing the, the magic of a pay-per-view, right? Like to me, like pay-per-view, I remember clearly the Gustafson, John Jones fight. I had a group of people got together to watch that fight and now people don't do it. Cause there's a fight every weekend. It could be anybody. Um, for me they're hard to predict too because these are a lot of up-and-comers you know we don't know a whole lot about a lot of the people on the card that's no excuse you killed me um but yeah so it makes it tough i mean i'm as a purist i mean me and you will watch them always if we can but for the casual fan i think it's it's flooding your market
1: yeah i think what they're Especially now, like Mexico City, there in Mexico. So you saw a lot of Mexican fighters. Sure. Uh, they were in Copenhagen, in what Denmark. Yeah. So you're getting a lot of a lot of their fighters. But you, I mean, they're looking for stars. They got to do something, right? The the top dogs that you know, they're just they're not there anymore, or there's some taintedness to them. Conor McGregor, John Jones, mm-hmm. there's some tainted. Issues there and they're just I mean And they're exciting fighters to watch so you, you Want them to do well inside and outside Of the cage and when that shit does Not happen you got To look for stars I thought Dalby From uh, the Copenhagen card I thought he's uh I mean we'll get To him more later on but I, I Think he's the next one to watch As far mm-hmm. as their, their Out of country uh, Performers are going For sure We'll dive a lot to go we'll dive deep uh, Mexico City, Rodriguez versus Stevens. What I don't what the fuck it. I mean, yes, I did good as far as what I picked for for going the three and zero oh and two. Yeah, we had a draw and a no contest, so I'll t- I'll take those wins. Mm-hmm. But the uh, first one, dude, I I got lucky as shit. Steven Peterson versus Martin Bravo, second round KO with a, a beautiful spinning back fist
0: knockout counter (laughs) yeah it was as (laughs) good of one as I've ever I mean as you'll ever see as clean of a fucking spinning back fist knockout
1: I mean it's perfectly timed. he had missed with the the left right he he threw out the jab uh bravo ducks it spins Peterson sees the spin coming gets under it with his own spin and lands and just drops but leading up to that I mean I thought you were going to take that one for sure
0: no, it was a good scrap up until like it was, uh, it was actually entertaining. I enjoyed watching it. It was, uh, entertaining and they were both, uh, going for the win. I'm okay with that. You know, when a guy gets caught with a spinning back, I mean, what can you do? If that lands clean, everybody's going night night usually because they land the clean.
1: I will say for the volume uh, of punches that landed from
0: Bravo to Peterson, Peterson didn't look that beat up. Yeah. I mean, it depends. Like, it's so weird how a lot of it's genetic, right? Like, even me when I was training and stuff, even now, if I don't bruise unless my, bo- unless a bone is broken, like I have so much iron, I don't bruise, I don't swell unless it's severe. But then you got people that can, uh, you know, you got like the Diaz is so much car tissue. If you fart next to them, you can cut their eyebrow open. I mean, <laughs> everyone knows that in there. They bruise and bleed. So. Yeah. But it's also those guys are, uh, you know, they're pros and they learn how to roll with punches so that us watching it, they may look clean, but you know, you got to go with what the fighter says. If he says I was never rocked, then he probably absorbed most of it with his, uh, you know, moving movement. One second.
1: Tweeting this out that we are Live when uh, right, that, that
0: was a good call by you, I submit fully. I have no excuse on that pick. I lost that pick um, but as we go forward, I'll have my gripes and so I'm a <laughs> old man
1: uh it's a, it's all right I mean it happens uh you had i don't i'm gonna ruin her name because the way that they were pronouncing it is not how I would pronounce it, but irene uh, Aldania defeats Vanessa Mello Vanessa uh, I think she came in after a long layoff mm-hmm. she was missed weight yep so she lost three thousand of her purse right off the top uh, and then Aldana, I mean she just outclassed her like it, it
0: she just got outclassed
1: it it looked like two not separate weight classes but just two different levels of fighting yeah like they- it, it was crazy that. It didn't look like Aldana should have been the one that Mello fought coming back after a long layover.
0: A hundred percent. I was, uh, as soon as they uh, exchanged, like, it's funny, I can, I don't know if you do this too, but when, if someone's fighting and I know one fighter and don't know the other one, I can usually tell pretty quick when they do their first exchange. Like if the other one has the deer in the headlights look or like the oh shit, you know, or if you're comfortable in there. And I, I just, I knew she was beat. Yeah. Uh, she couldn't get finished though. She, she took the whole, uh, she took a lot of punishment.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, she definitely did. I would have, if she would have ended up winning, it would have been a surprise, but she definitely, uh, took a lot of punches to the face
0: and the body. Like it, yeah. it was a, it was a good fight. Dude, you got to give it up, man. <clears throat> Women they bring it every fight. Like, I, I promise you, I'm to the point where I will say it. Pound for pound, I think women's fights are better. Like, they bring it every fight. You know, with the, the guys, you catch the occasional turd where guys won't fire. You know, the Derek Lewis and then Ganus, And you find those a lot. The fucking women, they come to scrap every time.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> every time.
1: Yeah, it's in yeah. – uh... It's impressive to see them come up in their, the new talent that's come out. I see more uh, better talent of women coming out than some of the men as far as the young prospects. Yep. Just got to find that star. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Moreno, split draw
0: with Askar Askarov. To me, the best fight, like, these two guys, I felt like brought the best out of each other. They, mm-hmm. they could run this one back again on a bigger card, like these two guys earned their spot, right? Moreno was cut by the UFC. He was a prospect, left, came back. They brought him back a lot because he's, he's he's Mexican. It he was a great hometown draw. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's a stud when he's right. Yeah. And, and I did not ex- – I took Askar by a long shot, and I think he beats most people. But those – sometimes two guys fight and they bring the best out of each other. This was a great fight.
1: Uh, Askarab, definitely a killer with the ground, dude. He got his takedowns, I wouldn't say when he wanted, but often enough that he he showed that he can get them when, when he needs to. Uh, Moreno had great transitions on the ground, reverses, never stop moving. I get the draw. I wasn't, I'll take it. It could have it gone either way. Uh, I think Moreno stayed busy enough on the ground and standing up. Where Askar, I mean, he just had him on the ground. As soon as he want, he wanted to take him down. He would take him down.
0: Yeah. What? My only beef with it, I'm okay with the decision too. Actually, I mean, I, I can't. No one could argue like that anyone got robbed, but it's all about what you score takedowns, right? Like, it's never been clarified. Like, it's judge for judge, but you know, those were a huge differentiator. And number of takedowns, and it depends on how you weigh those. You know,
1: that's the thing with still being in that ten-eight system of of the boxing and not coming up with their own mm-hmm. scoring thing. I don't see how, maybe not a, a because they're done through athletic commissions. So mm-hmm. I don't the UFC. I don't think can hire refs or judges or whatever. Yeah. I'm, I have no idea how her like what herb Dean's like a part of to be able to go all over the world and still ref fights mm-hmm. or I would like to see refs turn into judges
0: uh, For sure or old nice fighters.
1: yeah yeah or old fighters but there's got to be some system of but I mean even their unified rules not every place has to recognize it which I don't get that I know like I the that's... like the elbow thing like it should be across the board
0: mm-hmm. and so- or- varies by where they go
1: yeah what's a the downed opponent two hands one hand like that's that should be across the board everywhere it shouldn't matter if it's in nevada new york rhode island
0: anywhere it should all be the same oh i agree 100 percent. it's it's too big of a sport not to like that's such a fuckery that that's not uh consistent yet and I, i'm sure it's coming i mean with the growth of the of the sport and uh the commercialization of it that's mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, on the horizon. But, you know, when they do that and they figure it out, I think uh, some of these questions will be answered. But as much as I gripe about it, just because I love wrestling, I love the how hard it is, but I know it's not sexy. You know, it's not, it's not what everybody wants to see. You know, they think it's laying and praying, and I don't think they understand how hard. Not only is it to secure a takedown, but to lay on another man or woman and make them basically submit to your strength and not be able to move, to hold someone on the ground that's full of adrenaline, piss, vinegar, and they can't do anything—it's fucking tough to do. It's really tough.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree. I and uh, like we were saying before we got live tonight is. I think judges see it and with not having the experience of what goes into an actual takedown is they see somebody do it so effortlessly that it's like, oh shit, that must be easy yeah. when, when really a, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean, right. you, even no. defense is as tough, like getting the sprawl, right? So you, I mean the people that can stand there with on one foot and hopping around avoiding the full takedown is, almost as impressive
0: well to me like if somebody if 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 i take you down and you immediately pop up i'm cool with those knowing each other like boom just like neither one ever happened right like nobody gets any uh awarded really any points but if i if i take you down and you can't do shit for 42 seconds you know i feel like that should be considered the fact that I neutralize, you know, I should be staying busy and I should be working, trying to advance my position at least. But I really should be raining down elbows, punches, doing something to improve. Uh, but these stand-ups, and we'll get to a couple of these later, are getting out of hand where they're they're really hurting some fighters and taking away their abilities to win just because it's not sexy uh, for a lot of the TV audience.
1: Mm. Eh, well said. Uh Carla Esparza defeated Alexa Grasso by majority decision. So it's at what uh one of them had a 10-8 round, the other one won
0: two rounds. Yeah. And I call robbery on this one. I have to. Uh I just Asparza, I know she her nose gets busted a lot. It really does. And she's a grinder, and this goes against everything I just said to everyone about being pro wrestler because that's what she is. Mm. but uh, man, she took a lot of fucking punishment and she was, here's what it is though. Who should be upset with themselves is uh, uh, Alexa because she didn't finish Carla. She had a minute there where Carla was, did not know what universe she was on. Right. And Alexa stayed back and wouldn't attack. And I get that for a second when you're worried, you're going to rush in and get clipped with something. But her corner was like, what the fuck are you doing? Go, go, you know, like, she just couldn't finish her. That's her right. fault, because then she let Carla recover.
1: Right, yeah, no, she definitely didn't pull the trigger when she should have
0: and, and finished her off. Lesson learned right there. She's a young one. She's a beast, though. Uh, Alexa will be fine. She's a, she's a stud. She'll she'll get better and better. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, Carla's a joke, man. She gets overlooked, but she's an old-school uh, wrestler, ultimate fighter, original stra- UFC strawweight champion, the first one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she defeated Rose to uh, get sure. the belt and then lost it right away to Joanna.
0: Really quickly. Joanna <laughs> tore her face up. Dear right.
1: I, I think Alexa could have done the same head. She had pulled the trigger instead of freezing, like you said. Uh, the I think her, part of the problem was those first two rounds. I mean, Carla was just on top of her. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. She. It was that third round. I think where she really came out and started busting her. I mean, she had her. She could have. Oh, she
0: busted her up in the second. Didn't finish her at the end of the round, and then you know a veteran like Carla, man. Yeah.
1: they didn't mean, know how to Hold on.
0: She can't let them get their marbles back. No. No. You can't. Uh,
1: it wasn't a bad card overall, but not.
0: not no, great. it was. It was headed toward. Being a above average to good card had what uh, (laughs) what happened at the end not happen.
1: Jeremy Stevens versus Yair Rodriguez, no contest due to an eye poke after 15 seconds, scratch cornea ended it. Couldn't his eye was just spasming? That's what they were they were saying that his eye just. Was spasming
0: the whole time and couldn't hold it open. They couldn't even get it open to look to see what the damage was. So uh, shaking in their boots. And I get it, but my question for you is watching it first live and then the replay, how did the poke look to you?
1: Uh
0: it looked like it got his other eye
1: more. I was kind of confused. Yeah. Because I thought he got poked in his what his right left eye. eye or his right his eye.
0: Right eye. It ended up being his left eye.
1: Right. Uh but you can see as the hand comes down, the the middle or the index finger does brush on that side, yeah. catches catches the lip. So I mean, maybe if it's just the nail out enough to to just barely scrape by, I I've been poked in the eye. Yeah, um, I know it hurts. I can only imagine when it's like a dude's nail full of sweat and Vaseline coming down in your, in your face.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have a couple of, of arguments with that. For one, I mean, I'm obs- I've talked about it on Married AF. I'm, not, I'm obsessive about how short I keep my fingernails, but that's mm-hmm. from Trent. They check your fingernails at the cage um, when they're checking you in. They check everything, but they check your fingernails when they make you turn them over and look at them. So they can't be long. There's no way they were very long. I'm not disputing. Jeremy Stevens, I would never question him. He's, he's a workhorse, tried and true badass. So he did get a corneal abrasion. And people that think he wanted out, to me, you're an idiot. That would never happen. The guy's in Mexico City. He's been there for six weeks. He paid out of his pocket to go there and acclimate to the to the elevation. Nobody would do that. Nobody on earth, especially Jeremy Stevens.
1: I no, paid thirty grand to spend six weeks ahead of time in Mexico City getting ready for this fight, and he—I mean—they're running it back. Yeah, I think on what two forty-five.
0: Yeah, yeah, they've uh, already booked it. It's, it's done in uh, Boston, right? Two
1: forty-five is
0: in it... uh, is... Square Garden.
1: Yeah, I think it's in New York.
0: Yeah, either way, they worked their way onto a bigger card, a paper, mm-hmm. whether it's prelims or not. So. It kind of, uh, you know, as we say, it it uh, created some smoke. and Now they're going to both get paid uh, more because they both got their show money, you know, regardless, which I'm glad. Yeah, he only got, I mean, seventy-seven
1: thousand. We figure thirty of that you're just making up for what you just spent yeah. to to be there. Uh, but for fifteen seconds, man, it's a it's, it's a nice little walk home check. I just didn't, I didn't like ear afterwards, like talking shit like oh he's fucking faking it or yeah. I'm not I'm not going to give him the rematch
0: it's like dude seriously like I'll tell you what his the way he behaved after the fight has made me where in the when they run it back I'm taking Jeremy Stevens because he's hit below the belt he's been stupid showed he's pretty douchey young and immature for one you don't say that about a veteran like Jeremy Stevens has been doing this since you were a fucking kid Mm-hmm. You know, and fought the best in the world for years and been a perennial top five, ten guy. You know, now you got your ass whooped. I think he's going to get his ass whooped. He's going to get an example, man. He's going to get spanked, very similar to what Cowboy did to, uh, wasn't it, Poirier? <laughs> I like was... to teach him a lesson yeah. early in his career. Yeah. I feel like he's going to get a lesson taught, and and he should. Yeah, he's talented, but you know what? I can't I fuck with it either.
1: Do they host another event in Mexico City after the fight was called off, the place erupted, shit starts getting thrown, paper, like napkins, cups, fucking beer bottles, everything getting thrown towards the ring. I saw a clip on uh, Twitter, Michael Bisbing recorded it, just you know, holding his phone, going up and around, his little buddy underneath the table. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well Herb Dean uh, fucking scattered like a fart in the wind when it started going down like he didn't know and I get it who knows what the fuck they're throwing you know if you're in there you don't know if it's going to be batteries fucking Damn. you know who knows what it's going to be and so my my reaction personally would be like fuck them no don't ever go back but all it's going to do is make more people want to buy tickets and come to another event there so but it was it classless yes was it stupid yes People that watched it, have you ever seen a referee handle an eye poke better than Herb Dean handled that, though?
1: No, I thought that was great. They gave him his full time, was talking with the doctors to make sure that it was clear, like, listen, we're giving him his time. Relax. Don't don't just do it yet. Let's see what happens. Ex- walking him through the eye spasming. Uh, no, he, he handled that one very well.
0: Yeah, he was trying to get the fight to continue instead of like what yeah. a lot of refs do kill it earlier, let the doctor get in too soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Herb, uh, I've always thought he's one of the best, but to me, the way he handled that eye poke was uh, best I've ever seen. Facts. Uh, for the news, yep. BJ
1: Penn released from the UFC.
0: Well, what do you think about that first? I want to get your thoughts before mine. It makes sense.
1: Especially after the two bar fights, or the one bar fight that he was in that produced the two videos. You're just getting old. I wouldn't want, I don't think he should
0: fight. Like, he, he should be done. We got KO'd in that street fight out in the road.
1: Yeah. That was pretty, it was pretty bad. I, like, it was the first video was like him winning. And then the second video
0: is where that guy clipped him. And I mean, he, he put him down. <laughs> yeah, and I mean that that to me is the more telling of it because you know when you get older, your chin starts going. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't take a fucking uh, hook from uh, Joe Smith. You, you're definitely not going to be able to take one from fucking Conor McGregor, or you know whoever you fight. It's just, you never would.
1: I mean, look at speaking of Year on uh, from Mexico City. I mean, he beat the shit out of BJ Penn.
0: Yes, it did. Like,
1: right right then and there. It's like, dude, you're you're done, bro. Like, you're, you're just done. It's fine. Like, it happens. Time's up. You're still an ambassador for the sport. You're a fucking prodigy, a fucking legend. Dude, right off into the sunset and the glory, opening up your schools throughout Hawaii. and
0: Dude, Mahalo, train, dude. train the next greats from Hawaii. It's an right? untapped resource. I mean, him and Max Holloway. Right. You just fucking find the next Hawaiian studs, man, and get... Get the UFC to Hawaii like everyone wants the first UFC in Hawaii. Yeah. Make that your mission. But yeah, don't fight anymore, bro. You're fucking nothing to prove. You're the fucking prodigy. Doesn't, who gives a shit about your record? He's a Hall of Famer, but he's just past his time. Right. Uh, Wanderlei Silva is competing in bare knuckle boxing. This makes me sad. Dude. Listen, I want to read off some of the names. These are the guys that have left, have been, uh, you know, released by MMA organizations and are now fighting bare knuckle. You got Bigfoot Silva. Uh, Both of our, we're both fans of this guy, uh, Gonzaga, Gabriel Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. Chris Lieben. uh, Lobov. Melvin Gallard. Jason Knight. Even Gallard?
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, Jason Knight. And now... Vanderlei Silva, 90% of those, the exception being Jason Knight are well beyond their prime. And it's dangerous for them to still be fighting in my opinion, just because they've been through so many wars and battles, you know, fuck man. It's such a, it's, it's a money grab. And I hate that legends like that have to still do this for money. Like that, that shows how little they were paid back then. And, uh, I don't know. It sucks. But who am I to tell a guy he can't fight anymore?
1: Yeah, no. I mean, his friends and family should be telling him not to fight, really. Uh, and if it's just a money grab, there's got to be other ways to make the money schools, finding prospects, becoming a, a promoter or a manager.
0: Dude, there's you gonna- think <laughs> Vanderlei started his career in 1996 fighting Jesus. Brazilian Valley Tudo, which is bare knuckle. Yeah, That's where Wanderlei Silva started before Pride. So he was bare knuckling when we were in high school, and now he's going back to bare knuckling. And me and you are old men with kids. Un fucking credible, unbelievable, yeah. and scary for me. Like his face has already been rebuilt. I mean, Vanderlei he looks like Caitlyn Jenner, but his is by <laughs> because of damage. You know, he had to have his nose rebuilt. His orbitals it's not a good idea
1: no it's definitely not i don't I don't think he should yeah I mean speaking like of their pay like even Peterson was seventy eight thousand for his win and that's and he only got fifty of that because of the knockout yeah if he yeah. didn't get that that's twenty eight thousand that's not
0: that's less yeah. than I make in a year and like we were saying and then you the the other trainers that he flew out to fucking uh Mexico City, I mean, mm-hmm. stop doing all that, and then you take taxes away, and then you take away how much you have to pay your gym just to train. I mean, fuck, man, these guys are making peanuts. <sighs> so sad.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I
0: over that, if Moreno made $37,000, that blows my tits off. You know what he took home after everything? Fucking, it can't be hardly anything. For a war like that, you know, that took... Guaranteed took a year or two off his life. I mean, those wars. (laughs) Yeah.
1: It's crazy. Uh, Former WC and IBF boxing champion Ava Knight wins her MMA debut by TKO with a
0: jab to the body.
1: I should have put the link in there so you can watch the jab. Dude, it was pretty brutal.
0: I've seen it. Um, Nobody wants to smoke. No. I don't want to stand up with this girl. Nobody wants it. They can say they want it. They'll take her down. The good wrestlers. Nobody wants to stand and strike with this mother. When you get knocked out with a jab to the body, not a liver shot, not a, a liver. You know, a hook to the liver or, or right under the ribs. A jab to the body knocks you out. You don't want the smoke.
1: Oh, hell no. Uh, from the Copenhagen card, which again that card fucked me up. We can. Uh, Mark Madsen defeated Danilo, uh Belluardo. In his debut, he's 35, so kind of late to have your UFC debut. But he's nine and zero in MMA, one there. When I looked at the UFC app uh, to bring up for the fights where I was sending you, like these are my picks. Who are your picks? His name wasn't on there. Yep. Like their their app for as much money as they bring in the UFC app, Fight Pass app, it needs to be better.
0: Their whole website needs to be better. It's I mean, exactly how shitty it is.
1: Their updates need to be more. Like they didn't have a picture of OSP on there until after his fight. It's like you need to. There should be around the clock maintenance on that site, making sure everything is up to date. There's so much news,
0: so many fights. Well, What's going on Build stars. Yeah? That's be part of building your stars. There should be fucking links to behind the scenes videos to get to know your fighters. Did you know things? profiles on these guys. Because Mark Madsen, people don't know, he's a fucking Olympic champion. Right. He's a wrestler. He's a fucking savage. Nobody knows. I
1: did, especially because I thought Gunner would have been the co-main event.
0: I so, would do until after this fight. I'm off the Gunner train. He makes me go to sleep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I meant more for, like, name-wise, he must be sure. ranked yeah. higher, so yeah. how are you not...
0: No, it totally. But I mean, it, it was a good fight. He how he a, schooled them. How much does it bother you when a guy that is a jiu-jitsu killer doesn't use their jiu-jitsu? Uh A lot, insane. A lot. Um. Yeah. No, that I
1: was expecting, especially after the way Gilbert was talking about it. I was hoping to see more shit on the ground. Yeah. Uh, Ken Shamrock started Valor Bare Knuckle. Uh, The first event was the 21st of September. And I do know that Pat Militage was doing the commentating. Yeah. I'll have to go back and check out some stuff from there.
0: Well, you know, I mean, this shit, the upsurge in Bare Knuckle, it concerns me for a couple of reasons. I like, well, I, I, I can watch a Bare Knuckle. I enjoy it. But the lacerations, like, everybody talks about how bloody they are, but it's superficial injuries. They're not getting, you know, because when your hands, when you have no gloves, you can't punch as hard. Mm -hmm. or you break your hands, you know, that's the whole art of it. Mm -hmm. But with those edges of knuckles and shit, I mean, it's a cutting. It's It's perfectionist elbows all the time. Right. So the amount of uh, cuts these guys get. It bothers me and of course their pay uh, it's even worse so uh, I don't know man it, I, I'm not a huge Ken Shamrock honestly no offense to Ken he's a legend and all that not the best uh, business sense not the best track record with uh, following up and follow through so concerns me with him starting a promotion guys like that end up not paying fighters and then there's always a big fuckery I mean boss got himself in that when he became VP of that company and still hadn't paid Chris Lieben for his first bare knuckle fight.
1: Right really? See, yeah. that's not good. That's never a good sign. No. You don't want to be chasing your money, especially after beatings like that. Nope. Uh, Richard Kelly fined 1000 for giving Michael Venom Page the finger during the weigh-ins. And now MVP's behavior is being investigated. Well, it's under review
0: to see if he's unsportsmanlike. I mean, sometimes I think they forget this is basically a street fight, right? These are still two guys like a street. You know, we don't want to make it so fucking commercialized that it becomes the NFL and we're seeing penalty flags and shit. You know what? Guys and girls that are fighters. Are going to be fighters sometimes, and shit's going to. There needs to be some leeway. Now, I don't think you should be able to go the full Conor McGregor. No, can't be throwing, you know, yeah, chairs and shit and hitting old men in bars. But middle fingers, nudges, pushes. Come on, you know what? Sell the fights. Stop.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I don't. I don't really see a problem with them giving the finger. Who cares? You're, you're getting ready to fight them. You're not supposed to like them and be. You know, smile and hugs and handshakes, like oh, I can't wait to do this. And now you're going to mark somebody that's in your way of your goal,
0: dude. Have you seen a worse, less sportsmanship display than Jorge after he killed Ben Askren, and we loved it? I've never, there's never been I was like, worse. Like, what you talking about. That wasn't that bad. I know <laughs> when he laid stiff and fucking counted him out, half him out on the canvas. Like that was awesome. Uh, yes.
1: Uh, Holly Holm is out of the upcoming UFC 243, which goes down October 5th. She was supposed to fight Raquel Pennington in a rematch. I was actually kind of excited because I want to see Raquel get over that hump and get up there again.
0: Yeah, after her uh, beating uh, from the Lioness, fucking what's her name? The champ fucking amanda, so, amanda nunez dude beat her ass made her want to quit um yes i agree with you it's a that that's a big stepping stone because holly Holm is that uh you know she could be a champion on almost any given night i know her record has fallen but she's fought the best of the best cyborg nunez rousey mm-hmm. and she's went the distance with the most of them um so yeah, that's no joke. If you can get over Holly Holm, but unfortunately Holly she started so late coming from her boxing and kickboxing career. Uh, I think we're starting to see the wear and tear on her body. She's fucking yoked too, but you know, a torn hamstring, that's tough.
1: Yeah, it's never never a good sign and it, I don't think they're going to find anybody to replace Holm with this notice. I mean, fighters have done it in less, but I don't think so. I don't I don't think the talent pool is there. No. Uh up in that area of the the ranking system, is Nuna the greatest fighter
0: ever? I mean, if you look at who she's beat and how legend. she beat them, you have to say yes, right? She's a legend killer. She, she smoked them all. It's and and wasn't she left no doubt? You know, if there was any uh, wiggle room or if they were you know split decisions or it's not that she killed those motherfuckers, right? Uh, Earl Spence dropped Porter
1: in the 11th with and one via split decision. I don't watch too much boxing. I'm more excited for the uh, Fury Wilder
0: and go the, around. He's in uh, Joshua.
1: hmm
0: Yeah, I'm excited for those. That's about it for me too. I mean, there I know of this fight and everything. And boxing is in a better place than it had been. Like especially in the heavyweight, I think that's the most important barometer in boxing. And right now that top four that you and I just mentioned makes it very credible again. So what scares me is they put these fucking can fights in between their big fights. And like we said, last uh, show that almost got ruined with fury with that cut.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. all it takes to fuck up everybody's universe and ruin a $40 million event and make it a no million dollar event.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, That's, exactly what would happen too. uh bellator 228 was also this past weekend
0: yeah it was a pretty good card i actually thought it was uh overall better than the ufc cards and i know you've got this uh well actually i'll wait till you get to it because it's a great story
1: uh gay guard so you know what's funny too is before i don't I think Bellator is h- harder to pay attention to, but you don't hear about it as much. And now that they're on DAZN versus like a a regular pay-per-view thing, mm-hmm. I think it, I mean, it, as far as for me, it's dropped off that much more. Uh, but I was just thinking the other day that I have not heard anything about Gay Guard recently. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, he's fighting Leo and Machida, and he actually pulled off a win via the split decision. Uh, it looked like it was a lot of good back and forth. It was a good fight. Could have gone either way. He just
0: edged it out. Yeah, Machida though, back on that sauce, baby, looks like a different man. You got Bellator, <laughs> you can hit that PRT again. Looks like a young man again. Look at Everybody look at Leo to Machida's body. Bellator now. UFC toward the end. I say them him look like Bellator, damn it, and yeah. <laughs> get that little uh, no USADA exam- you know. Yeah, no shit. Get a little room for these guys, and I, I like that shit.
1: <laughs> uh, Patricio Pitbull defeated Juan Archuleta via unanimous decision. Mauled him. I like some of the old UFC guys going to Bellator. Uh, I just, I don't know. I wish they were like. I think we've said it multiple times now there was some way that ufc would be a smart play and not unify but i don't know work with them more or something do the an all-out event your your top my
0: top something i think the ufc's scared to be honest bro i think the ufc sees like there's no upside for them because if they go and they beat say they sweep the bellator fighters they should have right But if they go and they lose, like, they very well could because the top of the Bellator is as good as the top of the UFC pretty much in most divisions. Yeah. Like the light heavies and the 185s and 155. But you go in there and you lose, you know, three of five, three of six fights. All of a sudden, Bellator's got the smoke. And be a real thing. So, UFC's like, shit, there's not enough for us to gain. There's only shit for us to lose. That is true.
1: Well, then, work it out that they're the farm system. Then you know what I mean. Like,
0: I, start- I agree with you. I think they should still do something, even if it's just one fight, mm. one belt, one fight class. You know, don't put it all on the line. Um, I would how, love to see it. How can you say you're a world
1: champion when there's other organizations?
0: Yeah, it's always been the fucking case. I wish they would do something just to see.
1: Mm. Uh, Antonio or uh, AJ McKee defeated. Georgie, a lot of name that I'm never going to pronounce, Karakahanyan. Yeah. Yeah. Via KO in eight seconds. Just, I mean, just mauled him. One punch, got him down, and then just hammered him until the guy stopped it. It was was kind of a, not a late stoppage, but I think he got up more than he should have been, or needed to, should have been able to. The ref should have definitely stopped that a little bit. Maybe one or two.
0: Yeah, he could have let that be a walk-off if he really wanted to. Yeah, he... he (laughs) One or two shots, he was out. <laughs> but what well, uh, the greatest story, and you have that next, is uh, Antonio McKee fought.
1: Yeah, and yeah, the only yeah. thing
0: that's wrong, you got him at forty. He's forty-nine. Oh shit! Is more impressive. He's his, his last fight. He was forty-five. Jesus. Four years ago, back in uh, twenty fourteen um, was his last fight. He was forty-five. He's forty fucking nine. That's his dad, AJ's dad. For those that don't know. That's the biggest story in MMA from this whole time that we've been uh, between shows. Mm -hmm. What a good story. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. One the
1: TKO in the second
0: round. Yeah, black don't crack either. Antonio McKee (laughs) looks like he could still be 30. (laughs) Dude's 49 years old and still bring it.
1: Uh, I mean, how how crazy – the celebration that they must have had. You watch your son put down a man, you go out and handle your biz, and then it's going out, showering the world. Fucking, I'd be everywhere, be partying sure. all night.
0: And that's a huge thing for Bellator. And what's even bigger is I know not everybody's such a nerd about this shit like you and I are, but I watched Antonio's post fight uh, interview. Couldn't be a better man ambassador for the sport he's a big coach his his fighters are who got him talked him back into fighting again which are his son and other fighters and he could not speak more highly of scott coker and he was honest he was like the ufc has come after aj to try to lure him from bellator he's even they've even offered him more money wow and antonio has steered his son to stay and be loyal to bellator because of how well Scott Coker sticks by his fighters in comparison. He's just trying to give him his knowledge from his <laughs> career. Yeah, no, it's that uh, different. That goes a long way
1: to some people, you know? Yeah, no, it definitely does, especially when um, <laughs> when UFC is very uh,
0: Dana White He'll will throw a fighter under the bus real quick. He'll cut you. Yeah. Right after he told you you're the next big thing, Dana White will cut you if he fucking wants to. Yeah.
1: Uh, UFC Copenhagen, free on ESPN Plus was this past Saturday. Uh, it threw me off. I did not look at the start time. So, yeah. so you're like, hey, you're already down. I was like, oh shit.
0: Yeah, we but both we're, shit on this one. Yeah, yeah.
1: They we're both one and four, and some of the fights were good, and then some of them were definitely not good. Uh. First up was Nicholas Dalby defeated Alex Cowboy Olivera, as he should have. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he was definitely whooping that ass. But, I mean, it was kind of first and second round I thought were tie. Like it was a good back and forth. I don't get the – I don't know if they just don't know what they're doing, new refs, or what happened. Alex Olivera had Dalby on the ground – was moving into side control, it looked like, or at least trying to get up there, still working, throwing punches to soften him up so he could uh, switch positions. Mm-hmm. And then and the ref just tapped him on the shoulder and stood him
0: up. Dude, he was advancing his position. Because whatever people that don't do jujitsu or know anything about it, if you're going from someone's guard, you're trying to pass the guard to get the side control to mount that means you're advancing. That means you're working. Now, if you're just complacent to stay in their guard and lay on top of them, and you're doing nothing, I'm all good with the stand up. Like then you're just taking time off, right? But the, he's advancing. That's part of the game. That's part of the art and the 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 difficulty to do that. And for them to stand him up, that's fucking robbery. I don't. I don't care. I hate it because I thought Dalby was a great. He's a good up and coming fighter, he's smart, he knows what to especially his call out. We'll talk about that in a minute. But to me that's fucked up, especially with Oliveira because his submissions are very well documented. That motherfucker can submit you and uh feel like they fucked him.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So, uh Dalby at the end of the r- match called out Mike Perry. I thought that was a smart call out.
0: Finally, a smart call out. Instead of shooting for the fucking moon, he's being smart and just shooting for the top of the tree, which is you know always shoot up. But yeah, don't call out Conor McGregor when you're a brand new <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Uh,
1: I'm. I. I'm excited to see his next fight. I would watch Dalby's next fight. Me too. Um. I wonder. I mean, so many cards. Like, how do? You, where do you put him now? Do you put him on a pay per view as like a prelim?
0: Yeah, with Mike Perry, just because, for one, shout out to the best broken nose in UFC history we talked about, yeah. that too. Um, when he comes back, I just want to see how that nose holds up. It's still there because uh, Dalby's going to hit him in it. And, yeah, I put him on a prelim of a of a good card. I'm always down to watch a Mike Perry scrap. Hell yeah. Like I, said, I hated the guy at first. I've kind of become a fan because he comes to go to war. Yes. Yeah, no, I, I... – I think
1: I've liked him actually since his I first saw him fight because he comes to bang and he'll just stay. He doesn't shoot off like, I'm not aiming. I wasn't really talking too much aiming at the top or calling out top guys. It was more coming into who's next, let's bang. Mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, his nose definitely looked like Artie Lang's
0: <laughs> after his last fight. Woo. of <laughs> Those are fucking incredible. I All mean he still makes me want to throw up, but good for yeah. him. He's eight months sober today, by the way. Good yeah, so, so uh OSP. My man, Tennessee Vall, baby.
1: I shouldn't have picked against him. Uh defeated Michael again, some other long ass last name that I'm just gonna butcher. Oletsky or whatever, something like that. Via the Vaughn flute choke. OSP owns four out of the six.
0: Yeah, ever done in MMA, right? And <laughs> it's cozy choke. It's not the Von Fluke choke anymore. It's the OSP choke, because for one, his is beautiful. He can get it from so many different angles, and for God's sakes! But first round, OSP got his ass whooped the whole round.
1: Yeah, yeah. I as a because you you had already said I was down zero and two, so now I'm watching this one, uh, and I'm wondering like. I don't, how's he losing? Like, how's he gonna lose? Yeah, he's he's winning. I didn't look up how, yeah, how he defeated him. I was just looking up how, like, I'm waiting for the loss. Yeah, and then once he took him down, I'm like, ah, crap. Uh, no, uh, there we go. Yeah,
0: made total sense. Uh, but I, I thought it was, thought it was interesting because OSP said after the fight because he. His question lately has been his chin. He hadn't been, a, and he took more shots in that first round than he's taken in his last five fights. And he was like, I've got my weight cut under control and I can take shots better. So maybe there's something to that, you know? So he took yeah. a lot of shots. Uh,
1: the Von Flu choke I looked up afterwards was uh created by Jason Von Flu. Yep. In his uh, he was a professional fighter in 1999 competed in the UFC, WEC, Strike Force, King of the Cage. It's a defensive move to stop the guillotine. Yep. Uh, it's great. It's crazy that he just and you're basically just laying on the guy. You kind of angle yourself like a, a make a triangle shape. Like yep. you stand up so yep. you're the form of a triangle and you're just basically driving your shoulder into their neck.
0: Yeah, you use your shoulder on one side of the neck, on one uh, one side of the airway. On the other side, you've got your arm under his neck, and then behind your other arm. So you're basically crushing the neck between your forearm and your your delt. So a bigger guy like OSP, it makes sense because he's got big beefy delts, and his squeeze looks terrible. I mean, I knew the guy was going to tap or go to sleep. Oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. You know,
1: you call that. I should have. I should have went with the OSP on that one. (laughs) I was like, fuck. All right. Uh, Ion Cutabella defeated Khalil Roundtree via TKO in the first round, came out flying. I was not expecting that. I had Khalil Roundtree because I like Roundtree.
0: Yeah, and Roundtree looked like a savage in his last fight where he came back with that Muay Thai stance, and he was all fucking uh, killer striker. So I was on board, too, because we both took Roundtree.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and this kid came out and was like, fuck your Muay Thai stance, bitch, and fuck your elbows. Taste my elbows, because Khalil got a couple of elbows off early, yeah. and that kid was like, your elbows are like a bitch. Watch mine. And he murked him.
1: I showed him even on the uh, the weigh-ins or whatever. He, like, screamed in his face and,
0: and backed up round tree, like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, it was <laughs> like- very weird. It was uncomfortable. Like, he was... Uh, those kind of guys are like, you know, where, when that's all he did, because he didn't push him, didn't punch him. He just screamed. And I was like, savage. Yeah. There's something, there. there's something wrong with him. He's like either, crazy.
1: Either that I was waiting for the uh, the news article saying that he got popped.
0: Oh, for sure. That was, yeah. <laughs> that
1: was the the other thing I was waiting for. I'm like, Oh, my gosh. All right. Watch it come out that he, he pissed hot or something because he just I mean, it was a dominant performance. He was just on him all over him. Yeah. Gilbert Burns defeated Gunnar Nelson, unanimous decision I'll take Gilbert Burns I was excited Uh, Gilbert Burns coming off of One, he was short notice for this fight Mm -hmm. He won his last short notice fight He came in and the reason why he wanted this fight Was because he wanted to test himself on the ground So I was hoping to get some ground action Especially with Gunnar
0: And it just did not (laughs) yeah that's why i took Gunnar nelson i'll never make that mistake again uh that was a snooze fest gunner has become one of those guys that thinks he's a striker when his jiu-jitsu is so top-notch i mean gunner nelson used to be if he got your neck you're done that's it if he got your back you're done it was like damian maya 2.0 but now he's like you know what fuck the jujitsu that i spent half my life learning who needs it I'm yeah gonna... i yeah it's frustrating And it's frustrating. (laughs) Very.
1: Jared Cannonier defeated Jack Hermanson.
0: Nobody saw this coming. I don't care who they say they are. No. Marked him, too. Just stone-cold, vicious nastiness. What a letdown for Hermanson. Home country, built a card around you. You'd let your whole country down. I mean...
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even the way they were talking about, like the whole lead up to the fight was, was I mean, him. Like he's he's aiming up there, gunning him, and uh, I mean, Can- Cannonier looked great. He did. You're right. I don't think anybody had him. I almost sure. went with him just for the sake of of an argument, sure. but I don't know. I I went with Hermanson. I I don't know. He was. I'm gunning for the belt. I'm coming to show my country all my shit and. You got smoked.
0: Like, <laughs> all right. All right. I heard when that happens. That happened to Gus. in You know, I hate when I see a main card guy mm. at home and they fucking lose. Like, it breaks my heart for them. So, uh, as much as I joke on Hermanson, I'm kidding because I feel bad for him. I know that's a heavy burden to carry, which is what always made me very impressed with Conor McGregor because wherever he went, he was carrying Ireland because they showed out for every fight.
1: Yeah, no That's shit.
0: Why, huh? why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I I mean, with Connor, like he he at least
1: bounces back from his losses, mm-hmm. to say the least. Like, he'll still come out and
0: he's ready to fight the next day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean he yeah. losses very well. Connor's never been a sore loser. Nobody could say that. No. He always he just, stood up and said, you know what? All the shit I was selling the fight, uh, much respect. I'm going to, you know, ass whoop, I'll run it back.
1: I mean, even the shit with Khabib—he's like, dude, I want it back. Let's go. Let's do it again. Yeah. Like even after that, you you just took a beating, and now you're ready to go at it again with the same yeah. guy that just beat the fuck out of you.
0: Yeah, because you're gonna get the smoke again from Khabib. Sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah no shit.
0: But proud of your guts.
1: That dude's going 30. You know. Yeah. For sure. That's my my thought is he's gonna go 30 and then uh, that's it. He's retiring.
0: Well, now we're going to talk about uh, one of our favorites who I say give him a shot at Khabib again just to shock the fucking world. Rage and Fucking love that guy.
1: UFC 243, as I said earlier, is October 5th on pay-per-view through ESPN+. plus. I don't know what you call that now.
0: <laughs> ESPN+, yeah. yeah. I guess. Just yeah, prepared. right.
1: Uh, Robert Whittaker looks to unify the belt. With going against Israel's
0: stylebender, Aldissanya. Dude, I want to hear, I want us to go ahead and do our picks now on that fight. And I'm, gonna, I'm interested to see who you're going to take. You taking stylebender?
1: I really want to. I like him. I think he is definitely one of the next ones. Whitaker is such a, he looks like a bigger guy. Not that size always wins, mm-hmm. uh, but he's also, I think, very underrated for as good as he is.
0: Agreed. So I,
1: yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna take style bender.
0: All right. So let me show. I don't know if you can even see it with my camera. Written in pen. You probably can't even see it. No, that. I mean, that's a little. I wrote. I wrote style bender, but I'm I'm changing it. I've got to go with Whitaker. Whitaker. and the reason why I could get burned because Whitaker has been through three straight wars. Like his last three fights have been fucking wars, but I think his wrestling and his grittiness are, uh, something that can just, uh, maybe be a difference maker. I don't know. I could lose. I could totally lose my ass on this fight. I'm a huge style bender fan. Definitely feel like, Whitaker's going to look twice as big girth-wise compared to Stylebender when they get in the octagon. But it wouldn't surprise me if Stylebender kicked his head off.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's just flashy. He throws a lot of unorthodox techniques from a lot of different angles, and they land. And when they do land, there's power behind them. It's not just taps.
0: But the amount of punishment Whitaker took from that Last Yoel Romero fight, yeah, he's like the fucking Terminator, yeah, should have been finished five times in that fight. So, I don't know, man. My gut's saying to uh, my gut is saying to take Stylebender, but my heart is saying take Whitaker. So, for the discussion, we'll, I'll take Whitaker, you take Stylebender, fair enough.
1: And then the co main event to that is Raging Al returns to face off with Dan Hooker. I like Raging Al.
0: I'll never bet against Raging Al. No. <laughs> Unless he was fighting Nate Diaz or <laughs> Nick Diaz. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but I just don't think... I think he's the most undersold fighter where they've missed their mark and their chance to make a superstar than they did by fucking over and pissing off Raging Al, not pushing him. Not He could been Not having him be the next Matt Sarah. I mean, he's from Sarah's camp and he's better. He's a better player than Matt Sarah. And I love Matt Sarah, but raging Al, dude, he fucking went five rounds with Khabib and took all the smoke and was like, shit, I'm still here on short notice on, on one second notice, dude, what a savage. He's out there selling real estate, smoking cigars, gets the call. And he's like, all right, I'm down. Pay me the money. And I'm there.
1: How crazy is that? That he sells real estate.
0: What a beast, dude! What a stud, though. I'm telling you, if he gets back into the title picture, I'm totally cool with him getting another shot at Khabib and paying that motherfucker through the tits. Because honestly, I think even Khabib would tell you, the only person that's ever really pushed him like to the max was fucking Raging Out.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, especially after you saw him pound the shit out of Michael Johnson, beat the shit out of Conor. Uh, who else has he fought? They just poor. He just dominates, finishes him, and yet raging out off of short notice. What was it six six days?
0: Yeah, it was super earth. short. I don't remember how many days, but no one on earth should be able to do that and fight Khabib and hang around. Nobody. His own training partners can't do that. And uh, so, Rage and Al, dude, I want to see nothing but good things for that guy. I want to see him get his money fights and get his respect. I mean, he's kind of a folk hero now because of that, and that's good. But I want to see the UFC get behind him. Use up because he's not – he's in his prime right now, and I would like to see him let him fight more, set him up, push him, make him a big star, and let him get some fights, make some money, and retire.
1: Is that – I? I think that's one of the things that they have to do now, right? They're older vets. They have to give them the bigger money fights, not necessarily once for titles, but go for like the big money fights where you can and them old people that aren't just, you're going to have like, uh, John Jones is going to, you know, stay the reign, the, the light heavyweight champ. So you're, I don't know, whoever's next up, Gustafson, if, well, he retired, right? So, (laughs) But if he comes back, give him, like, a big money fight versus uh, a title shot again. Nate Diaz, like, instead of going, well, I mean, you get the baddest mother.
0: The BMF belt is the prime example of what you're saying. Like, that's what you do. Just And they can't knock it off. But to let everybody know that Dana White did confirm that they're making a belt, $50,000 belt. That's what it costs to make it. I can't wait to see it.
1: Mm. And Dwayne Johnson is handed wrapping it around the winner's waist
0: dude that to me that's better than any fucking bullshit belt they've got and i think this belt will have more respect on it for enthusiasts and mma fans than any belt in the thing And this will show you too that a non-title fight can lead a card god damn i mean we're gonna do a fight companion i hope for that fight i think we should i'm down it's to me (laughs) fight. It'll be a late one, but I, th- I think we should. I think
1: it'll be a lot of fun. And it's, I mean, that fight's just going to be. I'm trying to remember who else they said was on the card.
0: Who cares? But yeah, I don't know either.
1: <laughs> Two I'm trying to remember who they said was fucking next. Here, let me Google real quick. Dun, dun, dun.
0: All that matters is people that are on that card, for one, they're going to get paid. Because this card is going to do better than any fight since, uh, you know, Connor, for sure. You have a uh, Derek
1: Lewis versus Blagovol Ivan, oh, some Russian guy. I can't get that one. But Corey Anderson's gonna fight Johnny Walker, so that should be a great fight. fight. Kelvin Gastelum versus Darren Till, that that's should be a bad. great fight. Wonder Boy is on here facing a uh, Vincent Luke.
0: Yeah, Yuck. that's a good fight for Wonder Boy. He's he's got to have a win. Yeah, dude. It was uh, that's a. That's good. Gonna, fight. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a great card, actually. So, yeah, I'm totally down.
1: But the Nate Diaz, Jorge Masvidal, dude, that is,
0: that's where it's at. Dude, Masvidal has become such a star. I love it. It's crazy. That fucking guy fought for ten years before he got his break, and that's what I'm saying. I really hope they do. Same sort of shit can happen for Raging Al because it's not too late, you know.
1: No, no, he's What is he thirty three?
0: Yeah, he's he's you know, fighters, he's right there, though, where his prime is running out. I just don't want to see him, uh, you know, not taking advantage of his star power. Hmm. Should be on every card that's anywhere near New York, that's for sure. Anywhere, hell yeah! So, yeah, I'm excited about it, dude. I'm uh, so we're both taking Raging now. I don't think either one of us are picking against him.
1: Hooker? No, hell no. I want I want Raging Now to win. I want, like you said, same thing. I want to see him ascend that climb once again and at least get the chance to go against Kahi before he's done. Yeah. Because I don't think there's too many left for him. I think he's done.
0: So young, though. He still has so much to go. Well, shit, man. We got through this in how much time? I can't believe we got through all that the fucking hours. Yeah. I love it. What's up, man? Uh, throwing
1: smoke. You can find us on Twitter at smoke throwing. Drop us any MMA, any combat questions that you might have. You can find me at any pod will do. And live Wednesday on YouTube on the Any Podcast channel. And that is Mr. Randall Fowler. Where you at, sir?
0: Yeah, you can get us at uh, Married As Fuck on Twitter, uh, Married AF Podcast on Instagram, and Married AF Podcast on Facebook. Uh, hit us up anytime. You can send the questions to the Throwing Smoke uh, Twitter page or to me or Joe. Mm-hmm. However you want. Just get us all your MMA um, combat sport questions. We'll answer them. If we can't answer them, uh, we'll research them and figure out how to get the questions answered. But, uh, bring it. We love talking about this shit.
1: Hell yeah, dude. Always fun getting to do this one. I like this one. It's a it's a passion of love.
0: Yes, labor of love, baby. There you go. Uh, we will see you next time. Two weeks. Absolutely. We'll see you motherfuckers. Uh, also, uh, shout out to Inner Circle. It's uh, Inner Circle Entertainment Network or what, Joe? No, we're at Inner Circle Podcast Network. All right, and it's Civilized Creatures Entertainment Network. Network. Yeah. I'm confused about our own shit. (laughs) friends and interacting between the two. Uh, Top two networks on uh, planet Earth, though, baby, for independent podcasts. There's no doubt about that bullshit. Hell yeah, sir. Facts. All right, well, we'll holler at uh, all y'all later, Joe, and uh, I'll hit you up uh, soon. We'll get more uh, shit squared away for next episode.
1: Hell yeah. Yes, sir. All
0: right, brother. All right. Peace.